see a little light? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Skook dash, anya diggy, disour mon starbun chap walk, amachit, anya wood, PhD candidate, kitchen ahanadam, kitchen danatam, kukur har mashkuma good, um, mashkuma dam. Um, Good day, my name is Jasaurman Sabran. I come from the Thanatham Nation, specifically the Santa Bird District. Uh, I wear many different hats. Currently, I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Arizona in American Indian Studies with a minor in journalism. I'm also a freelance journalist when I have the chance. And I'm also a full-time faculty at Thanatham Community College in the Thanatham Studies program. Lovely to have you here. Thank you for joining us. So I have a couple of questions for you today, which I lined up on the screens correctly. One second. <laughs> Thank you, computer. All right. Um, what does it mean to have the Saguaro nearly synonymous with Westerns? Uh, I think first to start off, uh, I wanna explain a little bit about what Saguaros mean to um, my people. And so we have our, our stories that kind of, not kind of, they do explain you know, how things became to be, our creation stories, why, you know, things look the way they are, or, you know, um, for example, how a, 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 the snake became a, a rattlesnake in some cases, you know, different things like that. And so for us, when it comes to Sororos, um, it was actually a human being that turned into a Sororo. And so for myself, um, you know, I don't speak for the whole Thanatham nation, but specifically um, where I grew up and my upbringing and my teachings, uh, I look at the Saguaro as a, as a human being. And the Saguaro uh, provides plenty of different things for not only humans, but also animals, you know. And for us, um, when it comes to our new year, our new year is a season, which is in June and July. And a part of that is having a saguaro fruit harvest where we pick the, the fruit off of the saguaros, also called the uh, baitach in autumn. And we uh, turn it into jam, syrup, and it's also um, made into a ceremonial wine. And so it's a big factor um, you know, in, our, in our history, our culture, our traditions. And like I said, it, it, I look at it as a human being. So there's another part to all that. So you have this cultural side within my tribe, but then when you look at anything relating to Arizona, there's always a Saguaro. And there's, there's been times where I've seen things with the Grand Canyon and there's a Saguaro, you know, anything situ, you know, uh, oriented with Arizona. And so, um, you know, that it, that's unique in a sense because this is the only place where you can find Saguaros. And it's kind of iconic, you know, to have a saguaro in um, advertisements, tourism, films, you know, um, whatnot. And so uh, there's been many times 
I've taken literature classes where you have somebody writing about the desert. And I remember particularly in one class, they were talking about Arizona and talking about um, the Southwest and here in Arizona. And they started talking about armadillos. We don't have armadillos here, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, you gotta make sure you get, you know, your facts correctly. And so if you have a Western film, you know, it, and you're um, wanting to do it correctly, doing it to do it right, then of course you gotta have Saguaro's in there, especially if, you know, you're down here in Tucson or, you know, if you're uh, having the films um, at old Tucson when it was open, you know, that's, that's a necessity to have in the films. And so, you know, for myself, I think when it comes to old Westerns, um, always, they fascinate me and I always like to sit down and like get a, any chance I get to watch them. I will. My mom has them playing all the time on TV all day long <laughs> at her house. Um, but you know, it's, you always have to, to me, you always have to kind of see what is portrayed correctly, you know, what kind of looks a little funny. Um, but that's, that's kind of a, a long answer to, <laughs> to your question, but hopefully that um, answers it. Um, yes, it did. <laughs> um, the next question is, what does the Sonoran landscape mean to you, which I feel like we covered? Uh, I can go a little bit more in depth if you'd like. Yeah, go for it, whatever you want to share. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, uh, for my tribe, you know, there's, we had a vast amount of land that we uh, see as our ancestral land where we live for time immemorial. Um, and of course, that has been reduced. Um, and we now live on a reservation. But for the Thanatha Nation, we were never removed from our homelands. And so we see this area um, as the heart of the world, you know, the center of the world, you know, our Atham Druid. So Atham means people, Druid means land. So the people's land. And, and for us, you know, like I just mentioned, it's, it's the center of the world for us. And, you know, there's no other place like it. And a lot of time people don't, think that the desert has a lot to offer. It's just hot <laughs> and there's just dirt here, but there is, there's so much abundance of, you know, animals, nutrients within the plants and, you know, the monsoons rain, monsoon rains in the, in the summertime, you know, it's a beautiful place here. And so um, I'm always fascinated when uh, people visit here, you know, what, what, brought them here. Um, also to, you know, there's so many iconic films that were uh, filmed in Tucson, not only Westerns, but, you know, there's a lot of 80s films too. And as I've gotten older, watching those and seeing where in Tucson and what it looked like, you know, in that time compared to now. Um, but I think also to, uh, you know, this is our homeland. And I think people need to recognize that and respect that and understand that, you know, when it, um, when they get, when they get opportunities, they should acknowledge whose land that they are on. Um, and so for anybody that comes to Tucson, realizing that they are on the ancestral lands of the Thanatha. 
Yeah, I think you um, also bridged into our next question as well. Thank you. Um, how are saguaros adapted for their environment? Uh, that's a really good question. So saguaros are really fascinating in my opinion because of how long they live and um, also the fact that how they, I guess the best way to put it, how they store, I was gonna say house water, <laughs> you know, cause it essentially is like their house where they're able to just um, thrive in the desert. And, you know, there's over the years, more and more talk about drought and, um, you know, we've seen it with not having the rains that we should be in the summertime and, you know, all those kind of factors that living in the desert, you, you pay attention to. And so um, with the sorrels, you know, they're thriving. They're, you know, um, living their best lives in my opinion. <laughs> and there was a recent article that did come out though that was addressing climate change. And, you know, there was concern of um, that affecting saguaros. And then also too, um, in Tucson, we have Saguaro National Park East and West. And um, on, at the east side, uh, there were saguaros that bloomed uh, out of season because that usually starts taking place spring and then the flowers turn into the fruit, which we then pick in the summertime. And so here we were in fall and they were sprouting flowers. And so scientists and um, we're kind of looking at that and saying, what's going on here? <laughs> but again, for myself looking and seeing, you know, sorrows as people, as our ancestors, um, you know, it, it kind of to me was interesting because of the pandemic right now and everything that we're experiencing. And then you have a so you know these these group of sorrows that bloom out of season, and it's like everything's off, and the environment feels that. The environment knows that. The sorrows know that. And I just kind of feel like, yeah, it's something to note that this is happening. But at the same time, though, you know we are resilient people. Um, the sorrow is resilient, and I feel like, you know, when things start to get better. Um, you know, through in the world, then I think that will, so will the Soros. So it's, I don't know if that makes sense with kind of looking at that, um, if it's a coincidence or how that kind of correlates and seeing that with um, how the Soros are. But, you know, like I said, the environment, they, they meaning the plants and animals and everything, you know, they, they know what's going on too. And, um, so that's, I thought that was interesting because I was interviewed for that, uh, a Washington Post uh, article about it. And uh, it made me start to really think about things. But again, like I said, um, we're resilient. We've been here for time immemorial. The Saguaros are strong. And, um, you know, like I said, we'll continue, I think, to be here for, you know, as, as long as possible. I love that answer. Oh, that answers so much. <laughs> like, uh, I love Soros once I found out like exactly how well they are adapted for the environment. I was like, 
I got a lot to learn from this plant. It's got it all figured out. Um, the next question is, how would you like to see the Sonoran Desert portrayed in the future? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with, um, let's see. Uh, I've never been asked that question, so. <laughs> but um, again, it, I think accuracy and making sure that, um, you know, you're not trying to have animals and different types of things along those lines that don't necessarily belong in the desert in a film. <laughs> and I think also to um, capturing the beauty that is here. And I feel like there's um, times where in films where it may look like the Sonoran Desert, but it's not, you know, it's um, in New Mexico and New Mexico is different type of landscape and desert than here in um, Southern Arizona. Um, and so, again, you know, looking at that, and I think also too, um, you know, I don't know if it's just me because growing up here in the desert, but they try to include mountain ranges that I guess the common person, if they're not from the area, wouldn't recognize. But then, you know, for myself, I'm like, wait, that's not even like a mountain range that would be here in, in the Southwest, <laughs> you know, I'm like, and you can tell, like, I don't know how to explain that, but you can just tell and you're like, that looks like Colorado, or that looks like, again, like New Mexico, or even, you know, Northern California. And I'm like, that's so totally not the Southwest. So I think keeping that accuracy and making sure that you really are here in the Southwest, you know, in um, the Sonoran Desert, because I feel like too many times I understand money is a factor, you know, time and all those different things that go into making a film. But I mean, you got to do it right. So you need to, if you're doing that, you need a budget and you need to make sure that you're actually coming to the Southwest and you're actually doing your filming here and, um, you know, getting all of those details that someone like myself who is from the area would recognize, you know? And so that's why I so love those 80s films um, that have that, you know, have those elements. And you're like, wow, that's like Fourth Avenue, which is a, a big part of Tucson and the University of Arizona campus where it has, um, you know, bars and eateries and all these different places and shops and everything you name. That's like a, a one of the main places to go. And so, you know, you see that in the film, you're just like, wow, you know, or another really um, important, I guess, not important, but um, landmark is like Speedway Boulevard in, in Tucson. And, you know, seen in some films, the racing or whatever, you know, driving even down Speedway and you're like, hey, there's Speedway, you know, those types of things, <laughs> which, you know, in California, there's also those iconic kind of streets and places. But again, um, here in Tucson specifically, you know, you have those. And so I, again, you know, just going back to it, just being, um, I guess, accurate and being able to come here and really capture the beauty and the essence of what makes uh, the Sonoran Desert just an amazing place. It, it sounds like uh, 
would you say representation matters and it goes beyond just people? It definitely applies to place as well. Yeah, and I, and I think also to just um, like those landmarks, you know, so we're talking about, you know, talking about Saguaro's and we're talking about, you know, um, having the mountain ranges because, <laughs> Our ice maker is is on right now, and it scared one of my dogs awake. <laughs> um, but I love it. so looking at um, you know not only the plants, the animals, but the the mountain ranges as well. Because when you're in Tucson, every single direction you look, you'll see a mountain range. And so, um, and then on top of it, you know, there's places within Tucson that have shown up in films like Sabino Canyon is a big place that's a kind of um, a popular tourist for tourist attraction to go outdoor hiking and you know there's uh, water flowing and different things like that so yeah that representation to um, just do it right I guess is the best way because there's been so many times that I've seen in literature and films where um, you know, it's supposedly <laughs> the ice maker. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> and so it's supposedly supposed to, you know, be the snoring desert. And you're like, nope, that's Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> so, and, you know, or, and then you try to, you know, you try to look up, well, where was it actually, was any of it really filmed in Sonoran Desert or Tucson or Phoenix or anywhere? And then it's like, you get like, oh yeah, this one scene, but it's like, no, it needs to be more than just one scene, you know, one location to really have that representation, so. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And it's weird that, you know, people think Texas looks like Southern Arizona or that Colorado looks like Southern Arizona. It's like, mm, no. Have you ever been there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're getting close to the end. Uh, where can people go to learn more and anything else you would like to say? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think social media is a really good place to kind of um, find out infor information if you go to the right pages, <laughs> you know, and, um, but I, I think also too, you know, just uh, looking at the Swirl National Park, uh, their website, also to the, there's a desert museum that is um, in the Tucson Monument that's close to Swirl National Park is another good resource to give you information, um, you know, to learn specifically about Thanatham Nation, um, my tribe, my people, we have a website that you can visit and um, learn more. Um, you know, also City of Tucson, you know, is a good place to kind of start to as somewhere to kind of, um, I guess, starting place and then branching off to kind of find more information and um, and it, you know, because of the pandemic, there's a lot more information you can find on social media, which I think is, is a cool avenue for um, promotion and to, you know, educate. And so, um, like I said, looking at social media, but 
um, making sure it's <laughs> it's a it's the right page or whatnot. <laughs> and so um, that's kind of what comes to mind right now for places to kind of start to look. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Old Tucson Studios is a really great place to for tourists to kind of check out and look and look at and see how um, you know old old films were filmed and you know kind of get that I guess Western <laughs> feel here in the desert. But you know it closed and and because of the pandemic and that it, it's just kind of disheartening to see those those attractions and those small biz, other small businesses and different things, um, local businesses that have had to close because of the pandemic. So, you know, I'm really interested to see what does end up happening with Old Tucson, if somebody buys it and reopens it, or if it's just gonna kind of sit there and, you know, just collect dust and nothing ever comes of it again, you know? Well, I guess time will tell and see, but it's just so sad because I drive out that way to, visit my dad and um, you know, it's like they have the signs and now they're just like covered up. And then I notice even um, off of the I-10 and I-19 freeway, interstates to the freeway. And it has the signs on there, you know, old Tucson. And I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna take that down or if they're gonna cover that up, you know? I was just thinking about that the other day. But like I said, all the signs that are closer, like off of just the, um, different ways that you can come out. They have it all covered up. So, but anyways, I'm just rambling. That's just a side point. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, there are a know. lot of questions surrounding old Tucson at the moment. Like it was really a cultural icon, like in Tucson for sure. But also it was like in every screen in America for 80 years. <laughs> like it is an important piece of American culture and you know it's been closed before and that's where I find hope like if they've come back before so I think they can do it again yeah I'm really I'm hoping the same thing because uh one of the main events that they would hold is um nightfall so all of October they would have you know Halloween um you know attractions and different shows and it was just I've been going there like my whole life <laughs> and so um and then that was always something to look forward to and now you know that's the first thing a lot of us when we post we're like no more nightfall <laughs> so but yeah I really am interested to see what kind of what happens and see what becomes of it because I, I just really hope that it doesn't you know, kind of, I don't know what's the word, like, I don't want it to get destroyed. I don't want it, you know, anything like that to happen to it. I just really hope that somebody, some way will kind of pick it back up and kind of start, start where things were left off with it. So we'll see, but um, anything else I want to add? Um, that's all I have. I love share. it. I love it. Um, and we'll link everything you said in the description so everyone can check it out and yeah cool <laughs> I will I will stop the recording